Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. a licensed music therapist and founder of Music for Life. I am so delighted you have joined us as we explore together this month's national theme of professional wellness. During this show, we'll focus on productivity in all areas of our life, interviewing special guest, Dr. Dennis Burkhart, who is a retired chiropractor, teacher, board officiator, and the CEO of Music for Life, Inc., so I want to welcome you, Dennis, to the Music for Life show today. Thank you. So Great it's to be good here. kind of uh, <laughs> it's good to hear you. Um, so as as we kind of walk through this uh, format today, I, I quite people with how you first started using music in your life, looking at it as more of a not just something that you would instinctively play, but you would purposefully, intentionally push play on to help different facets of your life. I remember when we first met, you were focusing on actually music publishing and had a strong interest in that part of the industry. Can you share with our listeners just a little bit of your background and and how you came to really realize how important music was in your life? Well, I've just always listened to music all my life, and I've liked a wide variety of music. I grew up in a family that wasn't stuck on one type necessarily, and my interactions with people throughout the years have led me to expand my uh, listening areas from classical to jazz to rock to country to new age to strictly instrumental. So it's just a wide variety that... I've encompassed over the years. So have you noticed how music can um, create war or peace? Oh, I use music to 
you know, energize myself and people around me when I'm doing certain things and depending on what I'm doing and also to relax. So, yeah, I could definitely say that the uh, type of music people listen to could definitely affect their moods and how they react to peace and war. <laughs> so I know that in, in the different jobs that you've done over your lifespan, um, that you still have your hand actually in, in a variety of different areas. As a as a chiropractor, um, did you notice when you were actually having your own private practice? Did you use music at that point, or was that not? You were just more focused on the healing to a chiropractic. No, we used music in the office, but it was more of a relaxation music because you wanted people to be relaxed when you were adjusting them. A lot of people first-time experience in a chiropractic office, they have a lot of tension and stress and anxiety about how is this going to work, and uh, we tended to have more relaxing style music instead of a high-energy style. Interesting, but you did use music, or you had it like playing in the waiting room, or what? how did you do that? Yeah, it was, it was definitely playing in the waiting room. Some rooms had music in that you could turn on and off if you wanted to, so you could talk to a patient, but... Um, you could also pipe music in, into the room so they could, you know, if you were doing a modality like ultrasound or heat or cold on somebody and they were laying there, they could relax possibly to a little bit more relaxing music. Uh-huh. It's, it's interesting. I pulled up an article that was talking about how um, commercial areas may use music. And so, you know, you would consider a, a chiropractor's office as a, a commercial area, um, and wanting to influence behavior or influence mood. Um, we know that that happens when you're in a restaurant or when you're in a, a store wanting to buy something um, that people will purposefully use music to keep you there longer. Or I know that one restaurant, you know, may use um, music to, to uh, turn tables quicker <laughs> so that they can get people in and out fast. So it's just interesting to notice how you want to influence um, someone's behavior with this. So as a teacher, then, because I know you've been a teacher over your lifespan, um, what what did you notice about music with the students and managing behavior or not or where it's allowed or not allowed? What did you notice in the school system as a teacher? Well, most of the schools do not want or allow music to be played. They view it as a distraction. Uh, I personally think that there are circumstances and times when students are working that they could definitely benefit from using music. Uh, you know, I have had a couple classes that I've uh, guest taught in that the uh, teacher did use music. The students were allowed to have music playing. Uh, what I find is even in today's youth, there is a broad spectrum of different styles of music from kids liking uh, the old-fashioned rock and roll that I grew up with in the 60s, 70s, to a lot of rap music, which to me is totally unsettling style of music. How they listen to it all day, I have no idea or want to listen to it all day. For me, three minutes and... Uh, I want my claws to come out, and uh, I want to find some place to scratch chalk on the chalkboard instead. <laughs> okay. I know that you um, started uh, investigating muscle testing 
uh, using um, a particular beat that's found in rap music. Can you tell us more about what you did with the muscle testing? Well, muscle testing in chiropractic is we call kinesiology, and it's the use of muscles, uh, testing a, a muscle to test its integrity, and we check it's using a system and if it wasn't functioning right, the muscle would blow out. And just happened to be thinking one day about how I heard uh, rap music is an anapestic beat, which opposes the heart. So I decided to do a little bit of experimenting with students and put on music that was not an anapestic beat and did some muscle testing. The muscle stayed strong and put on some rap music, and it blew the muscles out right away. And started doing even a little bit more research, and it's like, you know, and the, the students were just, it's like, no, no, this is my favorite music, it can't be. And it's like, well, you can listen to the music, but just don't listen to it when you're working out because you don't get the optimal results of your workout if you do because it is it is an anapestic beat, which means it's on the third, and it opposes the heart, which is either 2-4 or 4-4 four, four time. Wow. So for our listeners, um, it's, it's interesting to note that your body may know better than you do sometimes about what will work best, right? Correct. Huh. So when we look in terms then of productivity and, you know, I mean, could we be under a mistaken guise that what we think is going to work for us actually may not be the best? It's possible. I mean, you know, you may you may be only listening to one style of music, and you may your body may not want that style at that time that you're doing something that you maybe need to be focused on, but yet it's it's a high energy, but yet you need a little bit more relaxing music to be a little bit more focused and centered. Uh huh. Another thing that comes to mind is that I know when I have to work on something where I have to create words or, you know, write or um, come up with something new, that if I listen to music that has words, it competes with what I need to create in my head or put on the paper. And so I will invariably use instrumental music a lot for that. So I've even um, referenced on our Music for Life blog uh, the Pandora station of just having um, new age instrumental music. Uh, so that means that the music is going to be um, pretty soothing and might most likely get you um, best into uh, an alpha state, a relaxed state, um, to be able to be more productive when you've got a lot of work that you need to do. But then I know also I will switch and I will use um, a favored CD uh, by Rick Dusek that's also listed on the Music for Life blog. His CD called Neon Outback that is, pretty high energy. He was um, contracted to create the CD for a local Las Vegas club, uh, dance club. And so it will keep me focused and in that energy path um, to actually get something done that I might have been procrastinating on or um, might have had distractions. I even remember somebody telling me that they used this music um, and it actually kept people out of her office so that she was able to focus on a project distraction fee. They wouldn't come in because the music was playing. <laughs> so, 
what I'd like to do, Dennis, is, is kind of walk through the, walk so to speak, go through the list that you provided of music that you have discovered and knowing your different jobs that you've been in healthcare, you've been in education, um, you know, and then looking at why you picked the song. So the first song you had, um, it was ACDC's Thunderstruck. So with, how does it help you increase your productivity? Well, I use it more during sporting events when I'm doing something athletic or wanting to get started energy-wise athletic and stuff. It uh, just kind of builds my energy up. As the song kind of does from the beginning, it kind of starts off slow and then it just keeps getting build, building up more and more to a very high energy for a sustained period of time. So um, it's appears um, to use the entrainment mechanism that can carry your mood from where you're at currently into a different mood pretty easily, that it just um, carries you into and shifts you into a place before you know it, your high energy. Is that what I hear you saying? Mm-hmm. It, it also helps me to stay focused. I used it uh, one night when I was I, I bowl, and I used it one night when I was bowling, and I played it the majority of the time. I rolled a 299 game. Wow. Okay, listeners, that's ACDC's Thunderstruck. <laughs> you bowlers out there, try it. <laughs> um, so sometimes I know when we've got our headphones in, people may say or think we're being rude. <laughs> or, um, and, I, and I know some people that will actually wear headphones and not be listening to music because they don't want people to bother them. <laughs> like on the airplane or wherever. Um, so just know that if there are headphones on, that they there's a reason <laughs> that they're on for most people. Uh, then we've got this next song that you put down, which is Chicago, Feeling Stronger Every Day. So tell us about that one. How do you use that for productivity? Oh, I've used Chicago since college. They were a big group in college, and it just uh, it just builds, again, it's, a, it's an energy song. It's uh kind of gets me just my energy going if I feel a little bit uh, lethargic or whatever. It just, like, takes me back to my college days and just gets me more energized. Okay. So there's a memory association there as well. Right. And I know for um, many of us when we can hear music um, that takes us back to our 20s, you know, the 20s are usually that decade where we're independent finally and we're making our own and, you know, you feel very invigorated and self-reliant and successful and really calling your own lifestyle. Um, so it, it can rejuvenate us in that regard, too, when we're able to go back to that generation. Let's look at the next song you thought, which is interesting to me. Uh, Johnny Horton's North to Alaska. Tell us about how that one makes you more productive. Well, that just kind of takes me to places I've wanted to visit and just kind of reminds me that, you know, I've got to stay focused in order to attain the things that I want to get to, and it's uh, like another another era gone by. But. Tell me more about that. What do you need another Aragon vibe? Well, that style of music, you know, you've got to look for it to find it. It's not being played on a regular basis. I mean, 
if you mention, say, Johnny Horton to anybody out there, if you pick ten people, ten probably wouldn't even know who it was, especially if it was anybody under 50 years of age. Mm-hmm. So it takes me takes mm-hmm. me back to when I was growing up, and and that's that style of music, and you know where it's uh, energy and things that I watched on TV, you know westerns, that type of stuff reminds me of those things, places I wanted to visit that I thought were interesting. <laughs> and we know that you've been to Alaska more than once, so is it also a memory association for you? Yes. Yeah. So if I decide I want a little trip to Alaska, I put that on and think about am I I can visualize it, or maybe I need to think about getting ready to to go to another trip to Alaska. Ah, <laughs> do a self analysis. About time to book a, another airfare, huh? Yep. <laughs> this next song that you've got listed is Il Devo. Hmm, handsome guy singing Amazing Grace. Tell us how that one makes you feel productive. Well, I wouldn't necessarily that one makes me feel productive. That um, That's like an internal one. That's more of an emotional one for me. It uh, kind of centers me, makes me just uh, get in touch with myself. Uh, there's something about Amazing Grace, in the particular the way that they do it with the bagpipes, that kind of hits an emotional chord and when I need to maybe be centered a little bit more and get refocused, that kind of goes back to the core, and then I can start over again. It's almost like pushing a reset button. Mm. You know, many times we do have to do that because we can get um, unsettled about something that occurred, and yet we have a deadline that, you know, we need to finish, whether it's cleaning the house, cooking dinner, um, finishing a project at work, uh, getting to the next sales call, you know, whatever that is about, you know, getting a lot more kids in and back out again, keep just teaching with, you know, 40-plus kids in the room can uh, cross you over. So amazing, Grace, what I hear you saying is is a centering song, being able to get yourself back to a reset place. Correct. Okay. Well, the next song is completely different. You've listed Brooks and Dunn, Play Something Country. Tell us about that one. That's just a, it's one of the ones I, as an umpire, I put together a CD for uh, umpires when we first get started in the morning to get our energy levels up, and that's just one that I use because it's a, it's a, I beg for anybody to sit there and not twiddle, twiddle the thumbs, stomp their feet, move their feet. They, it's one of those songs where it's just an energy song that uh, you got to move to, and it gets people going. And so I would use it in the mornings to get my umpires going so they could be energized and focused going out on the field. Interesting. I was, I was looking at the lyric, you know, and it's talking about taking shots and and if you watch the video, you know, it's all about cute women dancing. And <laughs> so depending on, you know, what, what you know about the video or what you know about uh, memory association with that song, it could put you in an entirely different mood as well. And I do caution our any listeners that are um, challenged with any kind of addiction that, you know, if it's, if it's a this country song is talking about, drinking, because um, it does, not too much, but a little bit, 
um, that it maybe could trigger you uh, negatively and not in a positive productivity way. So, you know, as we know, music is so subjective as well as our mood. And it's uh, not whatever's going to work for you is not necessarily going to work for me or the next person. But this gives, I think, a, a good variety of music styles, Dennis, for um, anyone to consider and to notice what their music listening habits are. So you notice on the Brooks and Dunn Play Something Country that uh, it was the beat. You weren't really listening to the words at all. It was the beat that you were talking about to get the empires moving positively. Correct. So what our listeners um, also need to be aware of is that if you decide that you're wanting to use music more as a medicinal application, that um, you always want to pay attention to the words. But if it's just a fun thing or you just need to get your energy going, we all do that. You know, it's like, yeah, I really like the beat. I have no clue what they're saying or I don't really care. I'm just, I just need that beat. I like the, the melody and the beat, and that's what I'm listening to. Um, but just know that your brain is actually processing everything. Um, it's kind of like that muscle testing that you were talking about, Dennis, where you're on one page thinking that this is what it's doing for your body, and then your body's actually um, telling a different story because it's reading everything about that music. Does that make sense? That is total making sense. <laughs> what else did you want to um, share with our listeners about how you use music or what you've found out over the years about music choices? Well, I, depending on what mood I'm in, I, I you know there was I've left off you know there's a lot of more, a lot more styles out there, and I've left off I listen to classical quite a bit, or I go through cycles where I'll listen to classical and I'll listen to you know, some energy classical, but some also relaxation, um, expanding my horizons with some, some new styles of music or the new genres that are out there. Uh, my kids introduced me to dubstep music. Um, there's a couple songs that the, the, the beat, again, is really good, but when you listen to the words or watch the video, it's like, wow, that, that's a negative aspect but yet the music is high energy or positive energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I am looking at a Psychology Today article that um, a colleague of mine, uh, Kimberly Fenimore, in fact, she's just um, recently attained her PhD um, in music therapy. And what I wanted to um, notice here are several studies that she brought forward Um there is one by Fox and Embray from 1972, a long time ago, where they they found that listening to background music helped improve the efficiency of performing a repetitive act. Um, so I'm sure that the rhythm and the tempo really played into uh, the efficiency part because if you think about being maybe in a, a factory and needing to do a repetitive task, um, if you're in a, um, a line, that having background music that matches the tempo of what you have to produce um, or task-wise, that having the, the music at the right tempo matching you would really help elongate it. I mean, we, we notice that when we work out, that if we can have music that matches um, the pace of whatever equipment that we're using when we work out, it can increase our stamina. We can do more reps. We can jog longer. Um, 
and I know that you've, you've noticed this too, Dennis, right? And um, improving your stamina when you're working out. Yes, that, you know, if you use the right kind of music, you can maybe get past that point where you need to go past, you know, where you can push yourself just a little bit further to get that extra rep in, that extra mile out of the of the elliptical or the treadmill, whatever it may be, you know, if you got the right kind of music and energy, all of a sudden you just realize, wow, I didn't realize I went that extra mile or I did those yeah. extra 10 reps that I wasn't even thinking about. Right, right. Now, there was another study that um, Kimberly uh, noticed in her in her article for Psychology Today uh, by Newman and Hunt from 1956, a long time ago, that Employees enjoyed the background music, but there was no effect on their productivity. So, again, it's looking at, okay, so what was the music that was used and what were they doing that they needed to be more productive at? So it's, it's interesting to notice how this may not work and what you need to be more mindful about. There was another study by Blood and Ferris in 1993 uh, where background music did not make a difference in productivity, but there was a difference if the music was in a major key instead of a minor key. So that's interesting. A major key um, tends to have a, a happier, more positive outlook, whereas a minor key tends to go within and might be um, fatter and may make you slow down more. So that was an interesting um, correlation for that study. And then the last study by uh, Lazy Luck, uh, 2005, uh, notice that the effect of music on work performance may be due to music making the person feel in a positive mood state, which is what we were just talking about, that if it's a major key, for instance, instead of a minor key, that you might be more apt to be in a more positive mood state, more energized uh, mood state. So what, what you were suggesting... Go ahead, Dennis. No, what what was coming to mind, what is missing I think from all those studies is the type of population that they were dealing with and how everybody's listening habits are different and if they were playing one style of music and it didn't encompass anybody's listening style that it would not be productive at all but yet maybe it was productive for one person but not the other ten that were on the assembly line too so that was not uh, that was not mentioned or probably even looked at in that aspect during that time and stuff Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So music is so individualized, you know, that if we got an age 20, an age 30, an age 40, and an age 50 on the assembly line, the age 20 music is not going to satisfy maybe somebody in their 40s and 50s that want a whole different style. They're not going to be as productive or increase their productivity because of it. Yeah, yeah, really good point. Kimberly, um, in this article, was also saying, take some musical breaks. You know, if you feel like you're listening to music 24-7, your brain will focus better if you periodically change the input that it receives. Um, So talking about just changing that up, she's also saying, try different speeds or tempos of music to um, influence your brain waves differently. Uh, Again, she's reaffirming what you just said. Listen to the music that you like, that you prefer. Um, If you know, classical or new age or Gregorian chants or techno um, put you in a positive mood state, then consider using those. She also said that silence is a kind of music um, because music is made up of sound and silence, and it can be just as effective 
as music. I know for myself when I'm on uh, a deadline with something that sometimes I prefer no music at all. I just need to have that quiet space. And we had also alluded earlier to uh, using music that has no words in it so that we're not activating those language centers in the brain which might interfere with other language tasks that may need to do the reading or the writing or the talking and so on. Um, so well, with, with, today's mu- with today's music and access to it, you can probably find the music you're looking for without words in it. Somebody's done it in, in an instrumental version, whether it's on Pandora, Spotify, or whatever. It's probably done in an instrumental version somewhere along the line. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So um, I tend to use YouTube a lot in trying to find music. Um, if I if I don't find it on iTunes or some other um, platform, uh, just so that I can use it, for instance, in music therapy sessions. Uh, and I will just type in. So for our listeners, if, if you're looking, if you like a particular melody that um, words to it, just type in instrumental and see if something might come up that would be um, uh, just instrumental and still be the music that you prefer to listen to. So if all of these suggestions um, don't work for you, <laughs> then what I suggest you do is, is go to the TEDx talk um, called Music Power's Potential Building Mental Fitness on this website and learn what your personal music listening habits are that you want to consider. As we're winding down the show, I just wanted to thank you, Dr. Dennis Burkhart, for coming on and, and sharing with us the music that you prefer to keep your productivity high when you need it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for the invitation. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to Music for Life with Judith Pinkerton, where we support you building mental fitness to power your potential. To connect with us before the next show, go to our website, at www.music4life.us for more information. It is my sincere mission to have inspired you with life skills featuring music medicine for health and today's special guest, Dennis Burkhart. Till we meet again, notice how you purposefully self-medicate with music to build mental fitness and power your potential. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.